0: 10:23. Hello, Billets. Marcus. Good evening.
1: Sure, Marcus. Hey, um, I, um, I'm a pro-vaccinator, and, and and i um I helped organise um at my job, um, uh, well at, at the company I work for, and um, at Sanford's down, um, we had quite a few um, staff that um that weren't. Willing to get vaccinated, and um, so I had a, had a bit of a yak with um, our site manager there, and I said, "Well, I've got a, I've got a close friend of mine um, who comes into the job, and his name is Paul Teichol, and um, I said he's experienced something that um, that a lot of people out there um, haven't had, haven't had. Um, so, um, and that was Paul. Um, Paul is a person who's uh, he's been in hospital uh, for COVID." And um, he's gone through, um, been in the ICU unit for two weeks um, and been through the worst of it. But, but the worst thing of all is that uh, of the 28 deaths that have happened in New Zealand, um, two of them were his younger brothers. And so I, I said to Paul, Paul, um, is there any way that you can speak to our site manager and um, you know, see if we can try and help um, convince you know, or encourage um, the staff staff members to, um, to get vaccinated. And he said he'd love to. So um, my site manager, um, she turned around and um, done a little video clip. And um, if people want to have a look at it, it's on YouTube. And it's, if you look up, Pō te Tehiko, T-E-H-I-K-O. Um, it's a wonderful testimony that he has um and I don't know why how how it happened but um t v three got got a hold of it um and and- well caught up um, our site manager uh, i don't know if it was yesterday or the day before and um they asked if they could use part of that clip for their news um highlight on the, on six o'clock news last night not not tonight but last night and they used um little segments of it and uh I, I tell you, if if you're a person who's, who's a pro-vaccinator like me, who, who wants to look after their family, and you got hardcore friends out there that are that are anti-vax um, anti-vaccinators, get them to have a look at this. Um, I tell you, did, did, Bill, did Bill
0: did he come down to your workplace, or he just sent the just did the video? No, no, he came down. He came okay. down can, to can the workplace. Can, can I can I just talk to you about that a little bit? Because did once he spoke and said what it was like to because he's for, 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 of, he's from, was involved in the Americold cluster, which was that last one. Once he yeah. came down and talked to the workers at Sanford's, because I can't imagine his
1: testimony oh, no, no, would he speak. Oh. He, he had a private interview with, um, with, with our site manager. In, okay, in
0: okay. So he didn't come down and talk to the workers, they just watched the video. Is that right? Correct, because uh-huh. um,
1: yeah, we we couldn't shut down the place to turn around and uh, do that. Understand,
0: it. understand. Yeah. Okay, because we're all
1: essential w- workers. Yeah.
0: Because I'm wondering what questions people. Because once someone speaks like that, there is no question you can ask, is there?
1: No, um, but I, I, I tell you, have a look at it. It's only a it's only a couple of minutes long, and I'll tell you what if if, if you if you don't get touched by this by by, by his testimony, oh, your heart's got to be pretty hard. You know? Yeah. You know, and and I tell you, um oh uh, like I say, anybody out there, if you're trying to convince family or loved ones or friends to get vaccinated, steer them towards steer them towards us um on YouTube. Poor Tehiko. That's the, cr- that's, the
0: that's the cruel thing that he talks about is that you are watching your relatives and your loved ones die painfully, but you're not there with them. You're only watching them so you're watching family members die on Zoom. And that seems to be he, the reality, doesn't it?
1: That's what happened to him, you know. Um, yeah, so his, his first brother passed away, and he could hear his, um, in, in his testimony, he says he could hear his brother's children and grandchildren crying and weeping, but he couldn't go down there because he was in, he was so weak because he was in ICU. And then a week later, his, his other brother passed away, and, and he got to watch his brother pass away on Zoom. Know and uh, how can you know? And we're talking about a Kiwi. We're, we're talking about a New Zealander. We're not talking about somebody from America or England. Yeah. You know, this is somebody here that has a true testimony of of, of going through COVID. And, did that did, did that work for your work? Did they get the jab? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the results are. You know, from that. Okay. But you know, you know. Hey, you know, we're going to have hardcore out there, and there's still. You know, it's like trying to convince um, uh, a national party voter to become a a Labour voter, party voter. Uh, you know, it's just not going to happen. But you always got those that are verging, you know, on yeah. the edge, and those are the people that that something like that would really push them towards getting vaccinated. You know?
0: Thank you so much, Bill. Really appreciate your call. Really, really appreciate. It. Thank you so much. And I feel it's that that I feel that there's not a tipping point, but I feel now that's the it's the you know, the my choice people have gone. You can't say that. You can't say it's a personal decision. It's here, it's serious, there's a cure. And not for you, but for other vulnerable people. You know, I think a lot of the stuff that now people are saying I have to say we're just asking a question or it's okay. It's no one's business. Well it is because it affects others. Now, I think we've done pretty well that's with people's level of the majority of people's level understanding of it. Dylan, hello. Hi, how are you going? Good, thank you. Good, thanks.
2: Hey, I am a mid to late um, aged um, critical care nurse, currently waiting and teetering on the outbreak, um, currently in the North Island. Um, And I guess for my take is I find it very uh, offensive and very sad. I'm very saddened to hear when people say, oh, they were this age or, you know, they had underlying conditions. You know, these people, they aren't their conditions. They're still people. Um, and they don't choose to be their illness. No one chooses to be sick, and we know that Māori and Pacifica are already very much um, unequal to those that we compare them to in terms of long-term disease. I guess another point I have to make is, you know, as a nurse, I've been questioned by friends and family, you know, about the vaccine, Um, and I've had the vaccine since February and have been perfectly fine, and for me, you know, I get asked all the time, or well, do I stop treating people that smoke or do I stop treating people that drink alcohol? The answer is no, I, I still treat those people. But in New Zealand, we've been so lucky. We've sat and watched the pandemic from our little bubble take over the world. We've had 18 months to two years to prepare for this. Um, the vaccine is the best protection we have at, at this point in time. Um, and I'll, of course, we us nurses, we will still choose to protect and look after those who don't want to be vaccinated but I just I thought I'd bring up that point that 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 argument of age and and underlying conditions to me is very invalid um, because it it really is going to take New Zealanders the loss of their family or a loved one before we really do wake up and realise that we're sitting on on a boiling jug
0: Yeah and to be fair on this show Dylan, tonight in the past, we've had that a lot about pre-existing health conditions and stuff like that, but tonight that hasn't read up so much, That which is nice that people have stopped bringing that up, I think. Are, are mm. you involved in the treatment of people with COVID? I, I have been in the past, yes. Okay. Um, has, the, has the treatment changed much? I mean, obviously, 18, 18, 20 months ago, a year, people didn't know what to do. Um uh, has it changed a lot? Have they following overseas thing? Are the, is the outcomes become a lot better?
2: Uh, I don't think the treatments have changed. We still treat it like a viral illness for what it is, right? Um, yeah. of course, the medications and things are always adapting and there are better ways and other things, you know. Our treatment is limited because when you talk about a virus, we don't want, we don't want to aerosolise it, we don't want to spread it in the air. So we, we, our treatments are quite limited to what we can use in terms of, you know, we talk about high-flow oxygen that, that can spray it around the room quite a lot and we don't want to aerosolise it and spread it. So we, we've only got limited treatments in terms of um, BiPAP, CPAP, Um, intubation or ventilation. There's very limited options we have without really spreading it in this country. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. So that's what you've got to be careful about. Yep, okay. Yeah, totally. Um, And I guess for us medical staff, for me, the the vaccine mandate, I think, should have came a long time ago. It's not something new that's new to us staff. We already are mandated for MMR, measles, Hep B, Hep C. You know, it's, it's our job and our employer's job to protect us so that we can protect the public. So for the COVID vaccine to come in as a mandate, I really support that. Um, and our, the basis of our, our of our work is based on, on a biomedical nursing or a biomedical model. So to not support the science behind a vaccine to me is absurd. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and tell me about the situation with you, Gawa. Are you on not allowed to take – I mean – the fact what's go- the next three to six months, does that affect your employment? Do you now not be able to take leave over Christmas because they're getting ready for it?
2: Potentially, yeah, and um, that could be the case. You know, there's a lot of stress that comes with, with nursing and, and medical staff because a lot of um, nurses that are female-dominated, they have families, they're middle-aged women. You know, there's been a lot of pregnancy, a lot of un- uh, people resigning that uh, really terrified of what's coming. And I wish that the public could see our professions really, really getting stressed out. You know, there's been a lot of sick leave, a lot of um, planning going into, the, or contingency planning going into what what's coming because uh, unfortunately it is the ine- inevitable. Um, so yeah, potentially our lives for the next three to six months in terms of medical stuff and, and across the nation is going to be very different to what we've seen in the past.